What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. I'm Ron, and today I'm going to go over my waiver wire ads and fab claims for week three. Now, before I get into that, make sure you go down below and subscribe. And if you have a question about how much fab to bid on one of these players or have a question about a player I didn't mention, just go down below and ask me in the comments. I pretty much respond to everything in the comments, man. I hope all you guys' teams are doing well. I hope all you guys are fucking 2 0 smashing in your leagues. But Look, I know I know. sometimes we fumble the bag a little bit. We go down 0-2. I'm even down 0-2 in one of my leagues. It's fine. And I'm going to keep pushing out this content for you guys. I want to help you guys winning your fantasy leagues. I've had plenty of times where I've gone 0-4, 0-5, and you just run the table and you make that run in the playoffs, man. As Kevin Garnett would say, anything is possible, bro. But before I waste any more of your time or any more of my time, Let's go. The first section of this video is going to be guys that I would burn a waiver claim on or I would spend over 20% of my fab on. And you'll realize there's kind of a theme with this first section of my waiver wire videos. They're almost always running backs. I'm, I never want to burn waiver on a uh, wide receiver, tight end, quarterback. It's just not the same plug-and-play kind of thing that you can get with a running back. First up, we have Darrell Henderson. He's 44.6% owned, so he's going to be a little bit tougher to get. But if he's on waivers, I like him as my number one priority add this week. He had 12 carries for 81 yards and a touchdown last week against the Eagles. And he even had a little 40 yards on two catches in the passing game. Now, Cam Akers, he's my guy. He's my boy. Got a little little rib injury. I think Malcolm Brown's dealing with something too. So I like Henderson to to be a fringe RB two moving forward until the backfield until the backfield gets healthy. Let me straighten up this hoodie a little bit. But you know we deal with things. We we persevere. And the next guy I have on this list is Jet Jarek McKinnon. This guy, the analytics community, who I guess I would be a part of, but I'm not. I'm not really the stereotypical analytical guy. But Jarek McKinnon. He has crazy size speed, and he's somebody that we've really been waiting on. Once Adrian Peterson left the Vikings, we thought he was next up, but then it was like fucking, who was the, it was fucking Toby Gerhardt was stealing all the touches in, in Minnesota, and McKinnon could just never be that guy. And now we have Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert hurt. Derek McKinnon is going to just be, he's just going to be kind of forced into that RB1 chair, whether he likes it or not. He has huge playability. He only had four touches last week, but he had 77 yards and a touchdown. It's a run-first offense. I love Jarek McKinnon. I, I have a hard time. I had a hard time ranking Daryl Henderson and Jarek McKinnon. I think Jarek McKinnon might even be a better ad than Daryl Henderson. So for me, they're kind of even. But then this next guy is in just a next tier below that, which is Mike Davis. Mike Davis is not sexy at all, but he walks into some great opportunity. McCaffrey just got hurt with a high ankle sprain. You really hate to see that. He's out for four to six weeks. It's just bad for fantasy when McCaffrey goes down or like Saquon, he just went down. But now we have Mike Davis, and he's just going to be the RB1 in that offense. But the problem why I'm a little bit hesitant, or the reason why I'm a little bit hesitant, is because I think that they're a big threat to sign somebody like a Devontae Freeman in free agency, or even make a trade for a guy like Royce Freeman. So um, I'm still I'm still going after Mike Davis, but not super aggressively like some, some other people might be. And then after that, I have a guy that I mentioned in the last video, but I've even moved him up into this tier if you have to use a waiver claim or fab bid on him, Joshua Kelly. You have to follow the touches. I know he only had, he, he actually broke 100 yards, but he wasn't super efficient. He had 23 carries for 64 yards, and then he had three targets, two catches for 49 yards in the receiving game. But you have to follow the volume. He outtouched Austin Eckler 25 to 20, man. That's insane. 
for a rookie and then you what Eckler did last year to come in there in week two and out touch Eckler in a game I guess it was neutral game strip, so they were trying to chew out the clock, but they didn't he didn't produce crazy numbers. But if you're out touching Austin Eckler, you're somebody that has to be rostered in fantasy. He's a flex play moving forward. If you're getting fifteen touches if you're getting fifteen plus touches per game, you're a flex play moving forward and somebody I want in fantasy. Alright. Now after we, we move away from our guys that we're using waiver priority on and fab on we're gonna go to our ads these are guys you're not gonna put waiver and you're not gonna put fab in for them but that next morning so wednesday morning tomorrow morning when you wake up and you see what happened who got claimed who wasn't claimed you want to go to this section i'm gonna have the timestamps in the comments go to this section and grab any of these players that look juicy that aren't claimed so first we have mccall hardman and the reason why i wouldn't he's a guy that you could use waiver on if a guy like Sammy Watkins was indefinitely out, but he's in the concussion protocol and he could be fine for week three. But in the case that Watkins is out, Hardman has crazy upside. Last year when Tyree Kill was out, he went from getting 1.77 targets per game to 5.5 targets per game. Now, obviously this is Watkins and not Hill, but I think the same thing happens. All he needs is just Watkins, Kelsey, or Hill to be gone, and then Hardman becomes a a boom-bust wide receiver three in fantasy. Another year two receiver is going to be on this list. That's Nikhil Harry. And I don't know about you, man, but I fucking love seeing Cam Newton play super well. I, I'm i a Jets fan. I've hated the fucking Patriots my whole life, man. But I kind of feel like Bill Belichick, he was done wrong by Tom Brady. Tom ditched him. He takes Cam Newton in. Somebody who's been just absolutely... The whole league just disrespected my man's cam. And you guys know, I've been talking about him all offseason as my late-round quarterback. He was my guy on the 100-subscriber special video. And the kill Harry seems like the 1B target after Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman had a crazy game last night. He was literally their deep threat, and we know Edelman's not a speedster. But look, Harry had 12 targets. He had 8 catches for 72 yards. And across the whole NFL, he's top 10 in target share, and he's 13th in total targets. So to me, this is a guy that has to be rostered in leagues. And I like him as like a, he's like a, a high-end wide receiver four. But I think as the season goes on, we could see his production go up and get an uptick. And now, once you get, once you move past those young receivers, we got pretty much, this is the Giants backfield they're doing with. We have Deion Lewis and Devontae Freeman. Now, first with Deion Lewis, Saquon's out for the season. He was the RB1 after Saquon left. He was the only running back getting any kind of usage yesterday. But I'm hesitant because he is a smaller back. He is a satellite back. And as of right now, Devontae Freeman is scheduled to visit with the Giants right now. And then, obviously, I just mentioned Devontae Freeman. He's scheduled to visit with the Giants. I could see him signing with the Panthers. He could sign in a lot of different places right now. So I think he's worth an ad if you can get him that next morning. But to be honest with you, I think there's going to be people that are going to use their waiver or use their fab on him. So there's a slight chance he might be available, but I honestly doubt it. Now, next up, we have Jonu Smith, another guy I've been talking about all offseason, man. Uh, I, I literally, he was on the waiver video last week and he was on the starts of the week last week. Somehow he's still available in 40.3% of leagues. John, who's that boy, man? He's a monster. He had four catches for 84 yards and two touchdowns. If you started him, you probably won your league. He's still available on waivers and he was tied for second on the team in targets. Go get that man, Janu. And if Mike Gusecki is somehow still available on waivers, He's only 47.7% owned, which is insane to me. He's a guy I was talking up in the offseason. But I think some guys jump ship on Gusecki after week one. So he's available in over 50% of leagues right now. He led the team in targets with 11. 11 targets as a tight end is insane. He posted eight catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. 
If you gave up on Mike Gusecki in week one, man, sh shame on you, dog. Now we go into this last section of the video. This is my deeper ad. So if you're in a, a league with a big bench or your team is just trash and you really need help at one of these premium positions, these are the guys for you, man. This is going to be a little bit more rapid fire because these guys aren't really sexy or anything, but these are guys to, to keep your eye on, man. So first we got Russell Gage. Mentioned him last week. This is his second week of posting like startable wide receiver two-ish numbers. Now, I don't think he's a wide receiver two going forward, but he's an interesting like flex two, flex three. If you have a, a league with multiple flex spots, he had six catches for 46 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. And he's proven that in shootouts and high scoring games, he's going to give you a lot of usable weeks, man. And then after that, we have Miles Gaskin. Myself, I'm not trying to really own anybody in that Dolphins backfield. I'm not interested in Gaskin. Breida or Howard, but I know some people, they see Gaskin's opportunity, and I think it's worth mentioning. He had 13 touches and seven targets, which is super valuable in PPR as a low-end flex play. I don't love him with those targets. He has some value in fantasy. And then another player that's getting a lot of targets right now is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He only had three catches for 64 yards, but he was second on the team in targets with eight. And Devontae Adams, he went down with some kind of injury late in the game. I think it might have been an ankle injury. So if he misses extended periods of time, Marcus Valdez Scaling's a nice pickup as somebody he was like a he was getting drafted pretty much where Alan Lazar was getting drafted this year, but last year. So kind of like a post hype sleeper kind of guy. And I think I think he's worth a an add in deeper leagues. Now as we get farther down this list, we have three straight rookie receivers. We have Jalen Rager, Brandon Ayuk, and Michael Pittman. Rager, he ran the most snaps and ran he had the most snaps and most ran routes among the Eagles receivers, but he only had four targets. It's a boom bust rookie. And that's pretty much what all these guys are. They're boom-bust rookies. I don't love having rookies in seasonal leagues, but some of they're worth an ad because they do have crazy upside. Like Michael Thomas's first year, A.J. Brown last year. So you could hit on somebody like that with these three receivers. Next up, we have Brandon Ayuk. He only had two catches for 21 yards on three targets, but, you know, he's been hurt. Maybe they're kind of ramping him up. And he has huge upside because Kittle and Debo are still missing time. The more time they miss, the more Ayuk has opportunities going forward, pretty much. And then... Same thing with Michael Pittman. Paris Campbell goes down, and he had four catches for 37 yards, but he had the he was tied for the most targets with six, and he could see some some really dope volume with Campbell on the sideline. After that, we have another guy, Logan Thomas. I've been mentioning him, or I mentioned him in my last video. He finished the day with four for 26, but guys, we have to look a little bit deeper. We just got to take that little telescope, dive a little bit deeper, and Logan Thomas, he was second on the team with nine targets. If you're a tight end getting nine targets, you're a valuable tight end asset. So I think you have to follow the volume here. Logan Thomas, he's a nice tight end past the guys like Janu, Gusecki, Goddard, anybody like that that's available on waivers that you could stream week to week. And then last but not least, we have Jeffrey Wilson. He gave you a couple startable weeks last year. Mostert and Coleman are out this week. So it's next man up. We know Shanahan uses whatever running backs are there. I think the same can be said about Jermichael Hasty. I like Jarek McKinnon, but I still think Jeffrey Wilson is a fine ad in deeper leagues because he does have that upside to kind of be the RB1, even though we think it's going to be Jarek McKinnon. We thought the same thing last year about Tevin Coleman, and it ended up being Raheem Mostert. So you never really know with that backfield. If you made it this far, man, I appreciate it. Make sure you go down below and subscribe. Leave a like. As always, you can comment if I didn't go over somebody that you are thinking about picking up, or if you have questions about how much fab you should spend on the guy, just make sure you go down below and comment. And follow me on Twitter, at Ron Stewart underscore. You can always DM me there. See my tweets, like my live takes on shit on there. And as always, man, I'll see you in the next one.